Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. With the tenth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback. It is Patrick Mahomes, the second. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast, the official podcast for the internationally recognised supporters club of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm your host, Brad Simcox, and joining me this week are Tom Childs and Dave Barnett. Um, This week, we'll be discussing the players, obviously, that the Chiefs selected in this year's draft and whether or not they'll make an impact within the current roster. But, but, before all that, we've obviously got to address the elephant in the room, Jamal Childs. The legendary Chiefs running back is now a stinking bronc. Oh. Oh, um, Tom, what in the name of all is holy is going on? I'm just waiting to wake up. <laughs> um, I, it's, uh, it's just a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, we've been kind of hoping for the last few weeks that Jamal might sign again with the Chiefs um, due to him not being picked up yet. Maybe we can get him on a cheaper deal. Yeah. And maybe that's the way the Chiefs are going to go in. The writing on the wall in terms of the Chiefs was when Kareem Hunt was drafted, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, the fact that he's a Bronco hurts, hurts so much. Do you know what? That was the surprising I, thing I don't. Me. I don't often swear on this show, but fucking John Elway. <laughs> Man's a prick. He's <laughs> so, done that on purpose, hasn't he? Yeah, that, is, that, that's a spiteful signing. That is, that's all it is—is is spite. He yeah. might, he might go and hurt himself now, Jamal, and not take a snap for the Broncos. But mm. they still signed him. They still yeah. got him. You know that John Elway is sitting there going, "Got the Chiefs." Toss up. I said, I think. I said before he's laughing through his teeth, and he's laughing. He's laughing his teeth off. He's big teeth. Yeah, he's 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 done this. I was a, it's a spiteful move. That's all it is. Yeah. Don't get me started. But I mean, the, the thing that came out of all of this, and I was shocked about this as well, was the way that the Chiefs fans reacted to uh, that that quote uh, when when Jamal Charles was signing, and he said, "I've always wanted to be a, um, a Bronco," and that just that it just it was like setting off a rocket wasn't it in the chiefs kingdom because it was like hang on a minute you were with us for like nine seasons and you always wanted to be a bronco but it turns out he wasn't actually lying yeah exactly <laughs> and and i feel really guilty now in a way because i was i was really giving it some you know uh, i was i was quite angry with that comment but when you look back now somebody actually released a photo of him at was it high school or college and he was actually yeah. wearing a, an Elway's Broncos jersey. I think it's the, the former Packers tie-in, um, Jermichael Finley, that released yeah. the picture from their days in college. And you actually see him in the orange of Denver yeah. with, with Horse Face's number on the front. Um, how do we not see that for nine years? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how did we imagine, not know this? Imagine how much that would have been used for trolling 
oh, during yeah. the Chiefs Broncos games in the last few years. Like yeah. that would have been out everywhere. Like you would be crazy not to use that as ammo. But now it's, it's come probably out a the best. Too late. Yeah, it's probably been the best kept secret for for nine years. <laughs> yeah, kudos, um, Yeah, I mean, who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought, who'd have thought it? Our, our legendary running back who's broken so many records is 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 a stinking Bronco. <laughs> but you can't really be angry at Jamal. Um, I could, no, you can't. For signing the contract, it's obvious that the Chiefs were done with Jamal. Um, he's come out and said that he would have taken a pay cut had they offered it to him mm-hmm. um whether that's true or not whether the chiefs were interested in going down that avenue we're going down that avenue we never know but so jamal needs to look out for number one he needs he needs work he feels he can still do it so i have no problem with him signing for the broncos himself especially now we now know that he is a bronco fan from years gone past mm-hmm. i think is i think hello Dave. Hello. <laughs> nice um, to join us. Yeah, no problem. Um, right. I think the thing is, the Chiefs' draft showed that they were ready to move on from Jamal, yeah. and I don't even think a pay cut would have made a difference. No. I think they'd already made the decision that you know they were going to move on, and that that was that really. So, yeah, even though he's come out and said that afterwards, I don't think it really mattered in the Chiefs' mind. I think they wanted to get younger at that position. And, um, you know, obviously when a guy's had two major knee injuries like that, you don't really know. Even if, you you know, he takes a pay cut and only gets paid half what he has. If he has another injury, he's still paying three, $3 million to a guy that still isn't playing a lot. Whereas a rookie, you're paying him a third of that. Yeah. And the younger, and they're going to be with the team longer. So, and also, I think that they they would have been hard to explain. Say they gave Jamal a new contra- uh, a newer contract and restructured it, and they passed on Kareem Hunt. And then, even though he was high on their draft board, but they thought, no, we'll we'll leave that because we've got Jamal. And then Kareem Hunt goes out to be a, a Pro Bowl type running back mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. Whilst Jamal, you might get one or two games out of him, and then he, his knee goes then. You really have you probably have to question the front office for that decision making. So it's probably safer to go with Kareem, the the untested uh, rookie, as opposed to the untested knee or knees with Jamal. Yeah. Well, I say the thing is, a front office can't take sentimentality into account, unlike fans who, you know, there's that attachment there. But the front office and the coaching staff, it's all about how can we make the Chiefs better and sometimes that's going to come with some hard decisions you know you never want to you never want to see a Chiefs legend and you know the all time lead in Russia you never want to see them go but at the end of the day it's what's best for the team and if that's what Dorsey and uh, Reed thinks best for the team then I at this point have got 100% trust in them that that's the uh, the right thing Which to do that's spot on that's do spot you remember on, when man. everyone kicked off when they let Brandon Flowers go a couple of years ago, everyone was like, "Why are you doing that? That's not the right decision." Because obviously, Brandon mm. Flowers at that time was was a fan favorite. That turned out to be a really, really good move on their part. It wasn't very popular at the time because of his popularity. I mean, that, I still miss Flowers. I really liked mm. Flowers. I was one of those. I, I would I wouldn't say I bitched about the move, but I really liked Flowers at the time, and I was sad to see him go. But he's not. He hasn't but, played up to the same sort of level since he left and went to San Diego. 
No, I, I say it was never. It was a case of like he wasn't probably worth the money that he was asking for, and again, that's a problem when you you know you're a young team and you're trying to improve. Do you really need to spend money on guys that, when the team's going to be better in a couple of years, aren't really fits for the roster and weren't weren't really a fit for the for the kind of defense the Chiefs were moving towards anyway? So. Again, another understandable move, but another sad one as it was. At well, the this time. is it, and I mean, it, going on, on what Dave was saying about you know the, the fans do get attached to these to these players. I mean, Paul's one, you know, Paul's another one, isn't he? You know, we've let him go. Um, everybody was kind of upset about it, but understood why the Chiefs made that move. Um, same with Jay. I, say, as I, th- well. I think that's the difference now between now and probably five years ago is that. I think the large majority of the fan base has an awful lot of trust in yeah. Dorsey and Reed. You know, we've gone to the playoffs three of the last four years. We've had a winning record every season under Reed and Dorsey. They've turned this franchise around and we look set for the future mm-hmm. with, you know, a very young roster, lots of talent, at a number of different positions. You know, we keep finding late round draft gems it, you know it's hard not to have you trust in these guys so it's like when you see them make decisions like this you you believe that they're doing it for the you know the benefit of the team whereas probably towards the end of Carl Peterson's reign and then obviously with Pioli the trust wasn't there and so obviously it made it I think a lot harder with decisions in terms of you know, getting rid of guys and stuff like that because it's like, well, do we really, you know, what if the team's not performing, are we sure mm. this is what we want? But when the team's performing as well, it is. It is, And these guys have, you know, hardly put a foot wrong in the last four, five years. It's how can you not, yeah. you know, trust in their decisions and the moves they make for the franchise. How are the Chiefs fans going to react to Jamal Charles' Coming to our head, returning to our head with an orange jersey on. It will be. It will, I think it will be a, a applause to begin with, and then it's like similar to what happens when players come back over here um, yeah. in our football. There's an applause to begin with, and then it's just all out boo for the yeah. rest of the game. So it's 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 the respect at the first at the beginning before the game kicks off. But as soon as that game kicks off, is the enemy. Yeah, of course. Like it's, I wanted to go back to the Pro Bowl a couple of years ago when Derek Johnson lit him up. I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if you've seen that video. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's been going. He's been doing the rounds again. Obviously, yeah. since Jamal left, but I, I'm all over that. Like, I, I love Jamal. I love DJ, but I want DJ to win that battle. It's like Titans clashing, beat. isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, thanks very much, Jamal, for everything you've done with us. Um, but yeah, I hope it's an absolute nightmare in Denver. <laughs> I really do. Can I just I really say one do. thing? Go on. I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna swear, but I think you're not a very nice or respectable person if you're burning your jersey. Oh God, no! I won't do that. I have no time for anyone no. that does that. I don't get that. I don't get <laughs> just, that. It's just attention seeking. I want a few hits on Twitter or Facebook. I want a few extra likes. I'll burn so a I'm jersey, gonna yeah. burn my jersey. You're a dick if you do that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever got physically attached enough to anything to feel that was ever necessary, yeah. really. Like, 
it seems a bit extreme, but hey, different people have their own methods of venting their frustration, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Even if they are slightly insane. <laughs> it, it is a bit wrong. I mean, it's it's total disrespectful, isn't it? Totally disrespectful to uh, to everything that Jamal did for us. I mean, you know, even though he was a, he was a Broncos fan, literally throughout his whole career, um, he still played against them and he still scored against them. Exactly. His best game you know, against them. So, yeah, exactly. His best game was against them. So, you look at it like that, he's, he's done a lot of damage to the Broncos in that respect. All right. Love you, JC. <laughs> I, I love you, JC. Respect, <laughs> respect. Um, so anyway, leaving JC behind because he's now a, a Bronco. Um, the draft. <laughs> <laughs> You're just full of Tourette's tonight, you, aren't you? I know. Because I need a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on to the draft. Um, Dave was our guy on the Arrowheads Broad Twitter page and he was giving us the updates. Um, I'd like to think he was... Actually, near explosion and with excitement and everything when uh, when the Chiefs moved up from twenty seventh pick to tenth, um, were you excited, Dave? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, you come across uh, as not a very not excitable ex- lad. No, not really. <laughs> it takes a lot. Um, like obviously, there were plenty of rumours before it happened that the Chiefs were looking to trade up. Obviously, how far was under discussion and I genuinely didn't think we'd go that high mm-hmm. I was obviously it turned out to be the right spot exactly the right spot because obviously of all the rumours of other teams being interested at just behind that pick mm-hmm. and you know New Orleans, Cleveland the Giants um, who else there was another one wasn't there? Cardinals, Cardinals Did you say yeah. Um you know, Seahawks come to light in the last yeah. you know week or so. So yeah, obviously it seems as though this trade was in the works for a few days beforehand. Dorsey seems he mentioned that, didn't think, he? Said yeah, that it's it almost was all done and dusted before. I think it was just a case of if Mahomes is on the board at ten, then this trade will be completed with Buffalo. Yeah. It sounded like that's the way. You know, it was like, right, if Mahomes is on the board, Buffalo will give you these picks because of how quickly it went through as well. Mm. As soon as the pick was on the clock, it was like, oh, the Chiefs are traded. So it seems as though they've had this in the in the pipeline well, for apparently we, a while. We, we could have gone higher, apparently, couldn't they? There was some reports saying that we could have gone to fifth. Uh, yeah, uh, that seems a bit OTT to me. I know the – I think there were some people in the Chiefs – who thought they might need to go as high as five, but I'm pretty sure it was Dorsey that overruled and yeah. said, nah. Too much, wasn't it? Ten, ten's, a, ten's the right spot. Yeah. And it turned out he was Played right. Played it right, so, didn't he? Yeah. Played it right. So this, when it did happen, the Rich Eisen suddenly out of nowhere said, oh, the Chiefs are on the clock. And then I, I yeah. sat up, because I decided to stay up in the end, by the way, and watch it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich Eisen, Chiefs are on the clock. Obviously, we started talking amongst ourselves in our little messenger. <laughs> yeah. Watson, Mahomes, who did you honestly think it was going to be? Because I actually, at the time, even though I'd been championing Mahomes for God knows how many weeks, I actually thought it was going to be Watson when the night came along. Do you know what? I honestly, I thought it had to be Mahomes. He, he He's the only guy in this draft that has that superstar potential mm-hmm. yeah he's there's some stuff he needs to work on like 
obviously I'd say, you know, Watson's probably the more pro-ready QB that can start earlier. But for me, the ceiling is so much higher with Mahomes and obviously with a team like the Chiefs where you're not needing to force him into action on day one, that seemed like the logical pick to be making, you know, take the guy with the bigger upside that isn't ready to start from day one because, you know, you've got Alex Smith for at least a year, two if you want to, so there's no immediate need to rush him in there. Mm-hmm. I can't remember why I said it because I didn't even choose a quarterback, did I? No. Who did I go for? I can't you, even remember. You, I'm trying, you, I'm you thought we were going for Reuben Foster, didn't you? That's that was it, it yeah. yeah. I was I was, I was, was convinced. You I thought, thought we, we were trading two first-round picks and a third-rounder for a linebacker. I did. Yeah, that, is, that doesn't matter. I honestly never. thought that. I thought, I I thought we're moving up for a linebacker. Maybe next year, Brad, you can like get with it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I certainly won't be staying up for the first round next year. But it's year. funny, though, because um, I actually said in my... We could go to bed. We could go to bed early as Dave did after our pick and as I did and then next year we don't have to stay up and so it's pointless doing a draft show next year they're all cancelled mm. sorry all cancelled <laughs> yeah well no it's it's funny I said in my video that we would move up with a, for a quarterback but for some reason I got it in my head that we were going for for Foster yeah I, I mean you just don't give up two first round picks for a, a middle linebacker no. regardless of how good said middle linebacker might turn out to be you know, there's only really one position that you give up that sort of draft capital for, and it's it's quarterbacks. So, yeah, as, as soon as that came in, it was like, right, there's two quarterbacks on the board here. Which one's it going to be? And I was hoping it was going to be Mahomes because... Well, nobody nobody really called it, did they, before, the, uh, before it actually happened, did they, Tom? Uh, I want to <laughs> say, yes, I called it. I suggested it in the previous podcast, and... You wanted it to be I wanted Mahomes, it to it? happen. I really wanted it to happen. So when it did happen, I was delighted. Like I was ecstatic. Yeah, I was I was a little bit off on where I said they needed to trade up to. You said teens, but I you said reckoning, about 13, didn't you? I said, I said ahead of Arizona at 12. Yeah. But obviously it turns out Cleveland were interested as well and probably the Saints at 11. So it seems as though 10 was the right spot. But yeah, I say I didn't have a problem giving up the first round. I... I actually don't think it's terrible value, really. Um, you know, 17 spots for only a first and a third. Yeah. You know, considering what other teams have given up to move yeah. up in drafts in recent years to select quarterbacks. Like, you know, you know Washington traded three first-round yeah. picks to get Robert Griffin. Um, L.A. Tr- traded ridiculous amounts last year to go up and get Goff. So, you know, when you see some of the draft capital that teams have given up previously to, to select a QB, then I actually don't think the Chiefs have, have really done that badly from it. And then, obviously, with having the number of picks that we did, we were able to move back up in the rounds that we wanted to as well. So... Like giving up that third rounder wasn't really that much of an issue. Yeah. Um, obviously, it always hurts to give up a first rounder, but if Mahomes works out, no one's ever going to remember that we gave up yeah. two first rounders for him. You're only going to remember that the Chiefs made the move and got the the QB that they wanted. Mm-hmm. I think what we all agreed on though before this was we knew that Dorsey uh, and the team were actually going to uh, attack this draft, didn't we? 
Yeah, he's, he's normally he normally was a bit of a, a hoarder with his picks and that, but this was this was all for it, wasn't it? With the depth on the Chiefs roster, there was no way ten draft picks were going to make no. this team. So you knew that he would probably be aggressive and try and trade up to get the players that he wanted. And that was the case, you know, moved up in the second round, moved up in the third, moved up in the fifth, moved from the fifth back into the fourth yeah. after we traded our fourth rounder away. So, yeah, it was, you know, obviously traded O'Shaughnessy away as well to get an additional fifth rounder back, which helped us move back into the fourth round. So, yeah, he was very aggressive with moving up and getting the players that he wanted to in the spots that he needed yeah. to. He turned 11 picks, if you include next year's first rounder, into six players. That's nearly that's nearly two draft picks per player. So um, we did call it. We did say he's going to be more aggressive this year. And I love it. I love I love the way they were in the draft. I love the fact they identified their players and they thought mm-hmm. we're having them at all, at all costs. Um, I love the trade-up for Kareem Hunt. As soon as the big five running backs went, he went straight up and got, went and got his. Um, yeah. great moves yeah I, I say Hunt Hunt's one for me like, uh, he just screams like if he was a he'd played at a bigger school I think he'd have been a lot more talked about than he was mm. coming into the draft you know sometimes you see these guys that don't play at big schools and then they end up getting drafted lower and being much more productive than guys drafted ahead of them just as I say purely because they they played at a small school, you know. Um, Tano Passigno, um, the guy he looks a mountain we got in the second round. But that's again, he went to Connecticut. Uh, was it? Yeah, Connecticut, wasn't it? UConn. Um, again, not a massive school, n- not in a particularly strong conference, and you know that probably hurt his draft stock a little bit. Six foot seven, though. But that's what I mean. His He's size, huge. his frame, his length. <laughs> It's like he's a physical freak. Like everyone talks about how much of a freak Chris Jones is. That guy's on another yeah. level. And if we, you can turn his athleticism into anything close to Chris Jones, he could be honestly a terrifyingly disruptive force on the on the D line. Mm-hmm. Do you know how long his arms are? Oh, that, um, just one. Of, just one of his arms. Ridic- I don't know. It's something ridiculous in it. His arm is thirty-five and five eighths inches long. Eh? That's so what's that? That's ninety about centimeters. What? Is it ninety? Jeez. Ninety centimeters. That's long. Jeez. How long are your arms, Dave? Uh, about sixty-eight centimeters. And Brad, I am only five foot nine though. Uh, my defense, I think mine were seventy-six-ish. So. so you've got longer arms than Dave. Yeah. Yes, I'm taller, slightly taller probably. than Dave, though. Okay, do you know what that means? What? It's now two all in Brad versus Dave. Yeah. No, this, <laughs> this is genetics. I, I, I have nothing. It's good genes, mate. It's good genes. I said last week that I was going to even it up for Brad and make it two fairer. All. He levels it. You can't get any more bias. Nah, we need then. some official measurements on this. We need some official measurements on this. I'm not taking Brad at his word here. This is bullshit. <laughs> oh it's, yes, I like that. Oh, that's good. I'm it's loving this game. This is really good. <laughs> it's quite funny, Gelly, because when you said before the show, uh, we got a game this week. No, nope. Uh, we have. I, I totally out of left field that one. Just tell um, me your arm length. <laughs> 
as long as it's just the arms. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So we've we mentioned obviously Pat Mahomes, and we've mentioned Passignor, we've mentioned Hunt. Um, what about Jehu Chesson? Is it wide receiver? Yeah, from Michigan. Yeah. Apparently, he's been exciting in the rookie rookie camp lately as well, hasn't he? Well, say he was one of those. He was actually very good a couple of years ago and had a a down year this year in college. So again, it it's a case of of they found a you know a gem in in the rough kind of thing. They moved up for him as well, didn't they? They moved up from the fifth to the fourth. Or yeah, well, that that was the thing. That was when they they traded because they traded the fourth to move up to get Hunt, and then um. I believe they traded. That's when they traded O'Shaughnessy to get the extra fifth, yeah. and traded the fifths to get it back into the fourth round. So, um, yeah, it was obviously clearly a guy they had on their ra- radar if they were looking to move back. Because mm. you don't make that O'Shaughnessy trade if you're not looking to to move back yeah. up. You know, because we're there was no way we were making three picks in the fifth mm. rounds. So, um, yeah, he, they were obvi- he was obviously clearly on their radar, and it's a case of. Is he more like the player from two years ago or the the player from last year? Yeah. And hopefully it will turn out to be that it was just a down year for him last year and he could be could be a nice little value pick there in the fourth I round. I think it goes to show that this draft was more about potential as opposed to uh, ability right now and their value in terms of starting day one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, say Hunt's really the only guy that you're looking at there that's going to come in day one and compete for for starters reps everyone else there is you're looking at you know probably year two year three that's when they're probably going to really start to contribute and um you know they obviously trust in the the roster at the minute that okay they don't really need to do too much and obviously you want to set yourself up so that when Mahomes takes over in a year or two that he's obviously got guys there that he has built up a rapport with over his first couple of years yeah. on the second team and guys like that that you know when players tend to come through like that as rookies they they have that chemistry that you might not have otherwise so yeah hopefully it will be uh yeah we'll see a benefit yeah of that. there's definitely some projects in this isn't it in this in this draft class yeah on the whole Mahomes thing I actually tweeted this out a few weeks ago and then someone said it earlier in the week and I thought oh I should have got that out again um with Mahomes, Smith is our starter. He is our quarterback yeah. of this year. I don't want to yeah. hear or see on Twitter or on Facebook put the kid in every time's Alex throws his nope. check down. He, yeah. he, even if even if it looks like we're not going to make the playoffs this year, this guy does should not start. No, should not ready. He should be no a complete red shirt. Right, in every way, yeah. shape, or form. I'd even go to the point if hey, something happens to Alex, give it to Bray. Mahomes is third on the depth chart and because he's got so many things wrong with him fundamentally that they kind of need to strip it. You see, no, I think that's I think that's overplayed a little bit. Yeah, I, I think people look at the Texas Tech and go, oh, you know, there's lots of things wrong there. I honestly don't think, of, yeah, there's some things he needs to work on for sure. Yeah, there's some issues with how he's a little bit loose with the football and he knows he's probably you know he probably needs to just protect the ball a little bit better at times but part of that was because 
Texas Tech didn't have a defense. Yeah. So unless it all the time. their offense did score 50 points a game, they weren't going to win games. Do you know what I mean? So the Chiefs have got a good defense. He's not going to be asked to score 40 points a game to keep them in games. So that will be a little bit different for him as well. And obviously, he's learning from two of the best people he could possibly learn from in Reed and Smith. So, yeah, I say, I think the his issues are overblown, have been a bit magnified a little bit too much mm. but yeah i do agree that this year should definitely just be a, fr- a red shirt year yeah. um don't want to see the field at all this year i'd like to see Smith him where to go I'd down like to see him a pre-season just to throw him on maybe the last the oh last i mean yeah he'll get some reps in yeah. pre-season but i'm talking in the regular yeah. season like even if smith goes down i would pray yeah, and just be like you know let this be his year to learn that's all it's for. You know, well, um, if anything, though, it's going to give Smith something to really think about as well, isn't he? Because he's going to really want to impress now. And I, no, I'm not saying he hasn't before, because he's always he's always always had a good winning season with us and that, and all that. But I want I think Smith's best season so far was probably 2015 for us. Um, and if he can, if if having Mahomes on the sidelines uh, injects a bit more into Smith's game. I think that's only that's a massive positive for us as well because we're going to get Smith at his best as well. Yeah, of course, and on his point of view, he knows that there's every chance that he might not be playing the year after the year after mm. this. So he will have contract year potentially <laughs> be going to another team. Yeah. So maybe he might think that think about that and looking to see where he could go and whoever he can impress. Yeah. And, and there's a part of me that sits. I think Mahomes, in a strange court sort of way, could be Smith's legacy, like. Mm. If Mahomes can sort out all of his mechanical mechanical problems, as it were, and Smith can help him along with that and makes him a more NFL pro-ready quarterback, then you you'll only think fondly of Smith as Chiefs fans going forward, saying mm. that that's the guy that helped our quarterback of the future settle in and become a proper NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, just to round off the last. Two picks that um, the Chiefs made. Uh, we had in round five, we had Akume Eligwe, who's a linebacker, Georgia Southern. And round six, we had Leon McKay, 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 um, who's a safety as well. I don't, I don't know anything about those two guys. Uh, I've been trying to look at video footage of them and all that as well. Um, but again, I haven't really watched them as much yet. But I don't know. Have you, t- you two checked them out yet? <laughs> no, I haven't, no, no. <laughs> bad Tom, bad Tom. No, it's. Um, I mean, I think the position-wise, there obviously linebacker. Um, that was. It doesn't seem as massive a need as I thought it was. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's it. I, I honestly thought we were going to linebacker f- uh, further up. It's where you think. DJ is like if they think DJ is going to be healthy and come back to start this mm. year, and then they've got because I think Wilson's better with DJ alongside him, and obviously you got March coming back, who's a guy that you clearly like. So, yeah, maybe that will be the the big need that will be addressed next year rather than this year. Yeah, exactly. 
Could be, yeah, could be the case. Could be the case. Um, I I honestly thought the linebacker was going to be further up, um, but obviously I was wrong. Obviously, there's a, there's other plans afoot. Anyway, uh, other business. Um, congratulations, Tom. Brighton been promoted to the Premier League. Well <laughs> done, mate. Well I, done. Congratulations. I, You're going to see Premier League football. I hate you. I hate you so much. So, uh, so. Why, why do you hate him? He's just uh, yeah, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, Brighton Hove Albion. Well done. <laughs> yeah, um, just, just, just uh, to our obviously, you. just to our American <laughs> listeners and all that as well, and, and international listeners. Um, where do Brighton have to finish in the Championship to get promoted? Top two. Top two. Top yeah. two. So where did Brighton finish? I hate you. <laughs> I, I am going to murder you. <laughs> In it was City. it was second, wasn't it? It was second. It was second. It? it was second. It was second. Yeah. Oh, well, no, well done, mate. Really, congratulations. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> my team, where did my team finish? My team, Newcastle United, champions, stolen in the last game, <laughs> the last minute, the of the last, last minute game. of the last game. <sighs> I couldn't believe I it. I can't be angry though, because. Um, David Stockdale, the Brighton keeper, he made a horrendous error to um, hand Newcastle the title. But oh, was he, it his fault, was it? He has saved us so many games this year. He saved so many penalties. I think he saved about four or five penalties already this year, uh, yeah. inc- including games against like Leeds when we were down to 10 men and it was one all. And um, yeah. he saved a penalty and then we went on to win the game. Um, he's an awesome keeper. Well, even Chelsea won him. So I can't be too angry. Um, no. I'm I'm upset about it now, but as soon as the fixture <laughs> list comes out, I'll see us the fact we're in the Premier League and I'll be like, yeah, fine. Right, exactly. I, I mean, if I'm being honest, it, it's a bit of a hollow victory because when you spend 50 to 60 million in the championship, you expect to get out of it. Yeah. Don't you? Don't you difficult. really? So it's, it's for Brighton to push Newcastle right the way to the last game. I mean, that's major kudos. I mean, way. I just... I just get bored of all this championship <laughs> talk. You know. Don't get all snobbery. You were with us once. <laughs> a long time ago, I've forgotten before, about before it. Before money, before money. Remember, you before were losing money. to. Remember, you were losing to Middlesbrough like eight-one not so long ago. I mean, that was in the Premiership, so. Uh, but still... pre-money, Sven Goran Eriksson years. So, don't get on this your high the, horse yet, Dave. What you're saying is they're buying the titles. Is, it? is that what you're saying? It's a bit bitter because Arsenal are just oh, dreadful this year. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, for anyone that doesn't know, I support two teams. Yeah, <laughs> I support yeah. Arsenal and Brighton. What are you going to do next year? Um, well, I've all, Arsenal have always been number one. Brighton's been like a family follow sort of team. Um, I think whoever needs it more on the day, yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, um, or I'd probably support a draw or maybe home wins. I'm undecided. I might just go into hiding. Um, oh. When they when they played each other previously in the FA Cup matches, I've always supported Arsenal. Um, purely because Arsenal had a better chance of winning the FA Cup. Yeah, because you knew they were going to win. Yeah, yeah so um, <laughs> it made sense. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I suppose Arsenal, you've got something to shout about there because they're in the FA Cup final, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, congratulations. Good year for you then. I don't know if we have any Chelsea fans that listen to this. Oh, they'll be there somewhere. They, they always seem to come out of the woodwork when they win things. Yeah. So, on to the details about the Arrowheads Abroad trip to Kansas City. I cannot wait for this. I'm officially going now as well, after Tom and Dave taught me into it. Um, so, after spending at least 10 years of brownie points with the missus, I've managed to somehow book myself on the plane 
out to KC. I cannot wait. Really looking forward to it. Um, for those of you who haven't heard yet, uh, there's a large group of the UK and international Chiefs fans are actually heading over to watch the week four matchup between the Chiefs and the Redskins. Um, it's 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 something we've organised ourselves, and uh, we couldn't be more proud of it. Really, it's, it's been it's been a bit of a journey getting to this point, but we've we finally booked up. Um, so what does what does what does the trip involve basically? Um, well, we're actually going to go and see the Chiefs Monday Night Football prime time against the Redskins. Uh, it's going to be a massive game. It's going to be a massive night as well, and uh, it's it's just going to be a huge occasion. I think the last time that was. Uh, the, the Chiefs had a Monday night football game was against the Patriots and uh, we know how that turned out um, so um, just before I carry on as well I've got to say a massive shout out to uh, Lot D tailgate and crew at Arrowhead uh, they have been very kind uh, in inviting us to their tailgate party before the game on Monday night uh, and from what what Tom tells us as well it's it was a highlight of his trip last time he was over there so Big shout out to the Lot D tailgate and crew at our head. Thank you guys. Um, it's it's going to be amazing to have a few beers with you and just have that that whole tailgate experience. Can't wait to meet you all. Not only are we going to see the Chiefs at our head, but we're also got options such as uh, we're going to take in a, a Kansas City Royals game as well. Uh, we're still sorting out the details of that at the moment, but uh, it could be the Sunday that before the Chiefs game, which is going to really set us up. And... Um, there's also an option to go and see a Sporting Kansas City t- uh, game as well, Sporting KC, um, which is soccer, which is actually soccer over there. So there's that option to look forward to. Uh, we've also got a tour of our head stadium, which the Chiefs have kindly set up for us for free, um, which that's that's absolutely mind blowing. They've also managed to send us a, a, a block booking of seats as well, which is right next to the team uh, tunnel. So it, it's, it, they've really been brilliant and a massive shout out to the Chiefs for that. Um, but we don't have to do all of that. We can actually tailor make, tailor make a lot of the trip to whatever we want to do. So we, it's, it's really whatever you want to do over there in KC. You can even take in the sites if you wanted to. You can just miss a, few, miss a couple of the games, a couple of the options that we've got on there. But it's all down to what your choice is. It's, going to, it's just going to be a trip of a lifetime. So far, we've got 21 people that have been confirmed uh, with their bookings, and they've actually booked onto the flights as well. We're at, it's actually going to be a party plane. <laughs> There's quite a few of us going from um, from uh, London Heathrow, and we're going to be flying over to, I think it's Chicago we get to first, and then we transfer to uh, Missouri. So it's going to be the party plane. So if you're going to be on that flight and you're not part of our, our, uh, our Heads Abroad team, uh, Apologise in advance, really do. Um, if you're sat near us, uh, really sorry about that. <laughs> um, if you've already booked up with us, then we'll see you in KC for beers and football. Really looking forward to it, so we'll see you there. Uh, right, I think that's it. Um, yep, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show as much as we enjoy making them. Uh, don't forget, you can download future podcasts from SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you hit that subscribe button, you will have the latest podcast appear as soon as it's uploaded. So thanks again to Tom and to Dave and the entire Arrowheads Abroad team. Uh, and thanks to the best fans out there, obviously the Chiefs Kingdom, for listening. And we'll speak to you again very soon. Thanks a lot. Bye. <laughs>